Hi. Hi. <laughs> Long time no see. Yeah. Shall we just like bring everybody into the fold? Yeah, let's do it. All right. I've forgotten how to do this. It's funny. Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome everyone to this week's episode of Squintcast. I'm Kelly. I'm Brittany and I'm not eating a burrito. Not eating a burrito tonight, thank <laughs> God. I just ate a ton of Jamaican food. I just had like beef patties. I had like a jerk pork situation. Ooh. Then I decided to have a bunch of chocolate. And now I'm having mm. Coca-Cola. So I am I told you, I was full of sugar. And I you just were having a good night. Well, you know, I got to stay awake for this shit. <laughs> thank we you, Kelly, for accommodating my schedule. <laughs> no, it's more like Wednesday night, five o'clock, pitch black outside, tired from working all day, up to my ears. Like I was like, I had to make food this week for my clients. And I was like, I didn't do it on Wednesday when I should have. I forgot though that Wednesdays is not a good day for you generally. It's okay. It's okay. When you reminded me you were cooking. I was like, oh shit. No, nah, it's fine. I don't care. I didn't do it because I was just like too tired. Like, Ugh! and then yeah. I ended up it's staying so up early, not too late last night, like till two a.m. Probably like cooking everything. Okay, but it's okay. It wasn't as bad. It's like it's bad. been. It's been later before. Believe me. Yeah, two doesn't sound horrible. It's not, it's not too ideal, bad, but not not horrible. And I opted out of boxing. I didn't go to boxing and I didn't do my yoga yet today. So I feel very no. bad about that. But I'm hoping I can fit it in before like I'll do a bedtime kind of yeah. yoga situation. Will you still because... WhatsApp your friend? No, she'll be in okay. bed. Because I told her, I said, Friday's probably going to be not good to meet yeah. up. So I'll text her to maybe meet up tomorrow morning and then we'll yeah. get back on track. You'll have to send but... her a pic of you doing yoga in the middle of the night. Like... Yes, I will say I did it. I did it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I wanted to talk about this wonderful person that sends us lovely messages on our Instagram. I hope they don't mind, but her handle is mrichardson.jpg. And the name of this person is Maggie Richardson. I want to say hi to Maggie. Hi, Maggie. Hi, Maggie. Maggie, I love hearing from you. I'm so grateful to listeners like Maggie. She sent us a lovely message on Instagram saying how she loved our last episode, which we released. It was aliens in a spaceship. And it was like a defining episode that she was pretty excited about hearing our take on. And she said she loved the episode. So perfect. Thanks for <clears> listening. It warmed my heart. I just have to say my stone cold heart was warmed your heart is already lukewarm this brought it to a boil <laughs> it's more keep zooming i know every time you move back it goes woo. i gotta woo. stop moving Brittany has this brand new computer that 
detects her movements, like the cam webcam, like detects her movements, and it just every time she moves, it zooms. <laughs> it's really funny, and I I'm gonna... move a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're gonna find out how much you move around, eh? Oh my god, I'm like trying to stay still. I'm like a statue right now. I'm like, <clears throat> don't. No. It's funnier. <laughs> don't move. Listen, I've been trying to oh think of God. a way to do like a smash cut of every time Tiki's walked in on one of our recordings. Yes. It would be a really fun video of Tiki walking in like, hey, hey. being like, hi, Tiki. Hi, Tiki. <laughs> even though we can't hear you or see you. I love and you, has, Have you ever met Tiki? Yeah, Tiki tried to hump my leg the last time I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, Tiki. Oh, my God. Do it. Yeah. I remember I Paul DeLance to... was like, you can't let him do that. I was like, I know, I know. I'm trying to stop. It was at Picnic, I think. Really? It wasn't recently. It was I a couple times ago. I mustn't have been around because. No, I, I don't think so. I did not witness this because. No. <laughs> yeah, you can't let Tiki do that. He's such an asshole. My God. I was like, oh, what do I do? <laughs> Down. <laughs> no, Tiki's wonderful. He's pretty cute. Anyway, very cute. I just I wanted to touch on a couple things before we get into this new episode, which is absolutely Insane. shocking and crazy and amazing and like phenomenal. I wanted to talk about <laughs> such a change from the last episode. <laughs> well, last episode was how did we feel about the that? opposite of all what you just said? Oh, we didn't like it, did we? No. Yeah, Even though no, it was David Duchovny. How do you say his name? Duchovny. No, there we go. Duchovny. <laughs> Duchovny. I was so confident. And then I was like, mm, that's not it. Oh, I can't believe you said that. <laughs> you watched the X-Files. Yeah, I'm bad with names. We know oh this. Oh, my God. You really are. We've, we've, re I've really discovered this about you. It's <laughs> Zach Addy. Zach Addy. <laughs> <laughs> I wake up anyway, in the middle of the night sweating now, sitting up, going, Zach Addy. Zach Addy. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So there's a few things. I, I sent you a message about this because there were these things that we, it was such a long episode. Look at this. It was such a long episode. I like it. But I, there were still things that I didn't talk about that I thought about afterwards. And I'm just going to mention them here. Okay. <clears throat> And then I'll just say that I think that we did talk a little bit about this, the Cam and Booth situation where it was flip-flopped, how he wanted to out their relationship and she didn't, whereas like this whole time he's been treating her like crap and keeping it on the DL and everything, and she's been very nonchalant. Anyway, that was a weird thing. And then She's just I very wanted... chill, which is like... Uh -huh. not her she's very chill in her relationship with booth but that's not reflective of her personality every other time that we've seen her exactly she's always been like kind of like you know a little bit sus about him and brennan and like yeah feeling super like insecure and acting acting insecure around him and when he's not around so and then all of a sudden she's like miss chill so i don't know i don't know i don't yeah. know regardless it's not it's kind of moot and irrelevant well we're after... gonna talk about it today yes but the other thing i wanted to also mention i didn't talk about this 
was that after you watch the last episode like a few times, you realize how like unfazed Russ is by yeah. this whole Mac situation. And I think yeah. when we first met Russ at the merry-go-round or not the merry-go-round what's it called the ferris wheel ferris wheel that whole thing woman in limbo episode from the end of season one i felt that he didn't really act he was pretty unfazed there too i have a feeling he's been in contact with max this entire time i think so too i think that they have been in cahoots and they're totally yeah Which is why he even kind of alludes to it because he said that Russ in the last episode, he talks, uh, Max talks about how, oh no, your lipstick is getting all over your hand when you cover your face. (laughs) Uh, He mentioned, Max mentions to, to temperance. He says, you always do better without me, but Russ does worse. Yes. Which kind of implies to me that like, he doesn't feel like he needs to keep running in the loop or like stay in touch with her but he does feel like he needs to stay in touch with um with russ yeah yeah so so i i think you're totally onto something i think for sure they it just have seems like in contact I, the whole time i noticed it in the end of season one how he was very like not shocked at all by any of this information yeah. like the fact that their mother was dead that max is still alive and like all these things like he just yeah. seemed to be like yeah i guess that's what's happening like he just yeah, i guess <laughs> surprise surprise crazy and now, exactly exactly <laughs> so those are just the two things is there anything else you wanted to talk about no i think that those were the two like i thought we kind of touched on the first a little bit but th- the fact that russ was completely unfazed we totally didn't discuss that at all yes and now it bothered me they're on the run together and spoiler alert we don't hear from them at all this episode so it's like oh i was like okay what's she gonna say i was worried when you said that i was like spoiler oh, no. alert bleep 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 <laughs> we'll be right back after a brief pause <laughs> after britney spoils the whole show <laughs> she can't wait i can't help myself you're Although it does hilarious. help. So I when I had strep throat, yeah, I lay in bed thinking that I was going to die. That was like the worst sickness I've had in a really long time. Have you never had so, strep? I don't know if I've ever had it. I said to Mark, I was like, I'm not sure I've actually ever had strep throat. Because otherwise, if I had, maybe I would have been smarter. And like, I suspected I had strep throat the first day, but I didn't yes. go get antibiotics. Yeah. And then I kept getting worse and worse. And did you know the Apple watch gives you a warning every 10 minutes? If your heart rate for a period of 10 minutes goes above 120 while you're at rest. I was getting every 10 minutes. Bzz, 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 my heart rate. I had a fever of over 40. Oh no. So my heart was racing. Oh no. And, and my Apple watch was like, just so you know, you have tachycardia. Did you know that your heart rate is high? Oh my By god. The way, your heart rate is high and I'm like shut up. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so that's a good feature. I had no idea. That's wild. So I've never had it go off ever. So I was like, "Oh, do I need to go to the hospital?" 
<laughs> there's yes strep throat you need antibiotics immediately because yeah this, this is funny I, I followed there's this guy on tiktok and he calls himself like he's like adhd and he does this thing where you start watching a tiktok video and he'll interrupt it within a few seconds and just tell you the end because he doesn't have time like he's not going to sit there and watch the whole thing <laughs> so this woman is you have like, to send me that account lost her all her all her fingers or something crazy and she's like oh my God. you would not believe what happened to this woman and he goes yeah she got strep and she didn't treat it so then she lost all her fingers like <laughs> oh my god that can no, happen i was just thinking i think it's something like that i mean holy shit it makes sense it's, it's a bacterial infection it's it is it's terrible oh my god the first day i was like oh no my tonsils look a little gross the second no. day i was like oh i need to go to the doctor <laughs> this is not good no, it's bad i've had strep so many times and the problem is make sure mark is okay yeah he is i honestly like i kind of quarantined a little bit from him and him and wayne um so mark was like a single dad for a couple of days <laughs> because i basically i also couldn't i couldn't help like even if I had wanted to help, I like I physically could not get out of bed. The biggest like stretch of getting out of bed was to take Wayne to daycare one of the days. Yeah, but even then, like you're gonna pass it around. Like Greg and I pass yeah. it back and forth, like for and it can stay with you. Like it'll come back. Oh. So you have to be really careful. But the first sign of it, you get yourself some yeah. Antibiotics now I know for sure. Just go straight to get antibiotics. Did you know that in Ontario, although strep is not one of the things they can prescribe for, but in Ontario, um, pharmacists can now prescribe a bunch of different medications. I heard that. Yeah. But not like if you have a UTI, you can get, you can go straight to the pharmacist. If you have like cramps, you can go straight to the pharmacist. They'll give you something stronger. Really? Um, What are the other ones? There's a couple of them that I was like, oh, this is really helpful and i think it's only in ontario yeah i haven't heard of it being anywhere else um i'm trying to think here it is hey it's you and it's called sorry i'm just looking for it on no yeah no yeah 13 common ailments which i think is i think this is such a good step so hay fever oral thrush pink eye (coughs) sorry uh pink eye dermatitis so like eczema or whatever right menstrual cramps acid reflux uh hemorrhoids cold sores impetigo impetigo i don't know how to say that that's a good question i think it's impetigo impetigo insect bites and hives tick bites which so you can um there's something you can get after a tick bite to prevent lyme disease uh sprains and strains and and utis Is this the one? This is the video? So funny. Okay, hold on. I'm going to try to turn it up. Whoa. Shocking way, this woman lost her fingers and toes. Shelby Smith was a healthy... She got strep, but she left it untreated, so the infection spread through her fingers. That's so awesome. (laughs) So matter of fact, she got strep. She just... Every video is like that where it's like you would not believe what this person did blah 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 and then he's like yeah so they fell down and they broke their leg like he just jumps to the so end matter it's of fact, really really funny it just reminded me of you 
in my need to know the answer right away. I'm going to send it to you because it's so Please funny. do. I would love that. I'm gonna, I don't know how I can send it. I can only send it through... What's the account name? It's on TikTok. Okay. It's called Hey, It's Yoon. H-E-Y-I-T-S-Y-O-O-N. Hey, It's Yoon. And it's sending it to you on Facebook. Do you go? Oh, on I see it. Follow. Yeah. Done. He is Hewn. He's so funny. ADHD friendly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, TikTok oh accounts my God. I'm following. We could do a whole segment on TikTok accounts I follow. <laughs> There's one that's this girl hold is holding the sign. I'm pregnant. One of them is the father. None of them, none of them were the father. <laughs> He just jumps to the end. Oh, you don't want to watch the whole thing. Oh my God. I'm going to be scrolling this all night. Thank you. That's hilarious. I love it. Um, oh, man. oh my God. This episode is insane. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Should we start today? We're going to talk about episode 12. I think. Of yes. Season two. It is. What, what's it called? The man in the cell. Who is the oh. man in the cell? We're gonna find out. Ba, 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 ba. We're gonna find out real, real soon. After these messages. No, there's no messages. We're just gonna keep going. <laughs> yeah. It is Friday night. We've had a full week and Listen, we are loopy. So I'm telling you, I told warned you this was gonna be crazy. Cause I I'm hope like, you came who for cares? comedy. We got all night long. Who cares? I don't have to get up early. Yeah, that's the small problem with having a small child. No, you let Mark get up with him. You stupid. True. True. He um, yeah, he's he wakes up like pretty consistently lately around seven, which isn't horrible. I have friends whose babies wake up at like four thirty, five, five thirty. I've heard the nightmares. I, yeah. Thank you, Wayne. Thank you for not waking up at five thirty because. My body cannot handle it. <laughs> Even seven o'clock, I'm like, Ugh. oh, seven. I'm no, like it's bad enough right now with doing this yoga challenge with my friend, having to get up at like seven thirty. I'm like, what? Yeah. Well, who am I? Who is this person? <laughs> <laughs> who is, am I a rooster? It's been so long because, like, throughout the whole pandemic, like, yeah, I'm just dragging my ass. You know, I'm just dragging my ass all the well, time. So, especially if you the, like have a schedule where you don't have to get up at uh, the crack of dawn. Like, I which work, is I don't have to get kind up of the, the crack problem, of dawn. Brittany. Which is why I'm looking for a real job because I'm like, I need some kind of direction. I need. Well, you have something. real jobs, but this is an alternative job. Well, you know what it is? It's just like I don't have the hustle in me. And my friend Carol not said at this to time me of year that I will not be rich. I can't be rich because I'm too nice. She said, You're too nice to be rich. Mm. And I was like, Damn, <laughs> damn. <laughs> Take that back. <laughs> Girl, you, you are. See, other people see how nice you are. We see Fuck through you, you Kelly. <laughs> you know what? Kelly came to my house a couple Ah, weeks ago. Yes. She brought a full dinner and it was unreal. Illustration of Kelly being nice. Greg was also there. I guess he gets some credit, but oh, nice mustache. I'm channeling. I mustache you a question. So I will stop being nice. (laughs) Um, yes, we went to your house. 
Oh my god. Oh god, it's zooming again. <laughs> Kelly has mustache. I do. <laughs> Oh my god. Thank you to those <laughs> listening. Stay tuned for another two hours of this. <laughs> anyway, yeah, we went to your house and we brought some food and that's good. It was bomb. They they were like well, you had they food were like too. prime ribs. We ordered pizza. This was not- Yeah, but no, but those were pizzas. Greg was absolutely they were not bad. Absolutely his mind was blown. <laughs> he was like, What? Mark always customizes. That? Yeah. I didn't know that you could customize pizza, no, pizza, pizzas. Like, Mark is like expert he knows. level. Expert level pizza. Yeah, expert guy. level. And Greg was like, shit, I'm not living my life right. And he actually came home from that night and he heated up more pizza and ate it because he was like, this is so good. We should have sent you home with some pizza. I'm pretty you sure did. we ate pizza we, for like a week. You you did. We you oh, gave good. us pizza and he oh, ate good. it. It was gone. I didn't get to have any. I'm sorry you didn't get to have any, but I'm glad. Whatever. We brought some food. So what? It was from Christmas. Like it was I was amazing. happy to get rid of it, you know. And I was like, thank God. And we were happy to eat it. It was so. But I was so also tasty. thinking it would be fun to do that. Like just like have do that. Like for do like a potluck like, kind of thing. Well, I like to do that anyway. Like we went. Um, the Kamianiches, uh, they have a property across the road from Planitza that they go to. And we That's went another over name there. I can't say. <laughs> they went over. We went over there for lunch one day and we brought the lamb chops and the vegetables and the salad yeah. and the dessert. Or no, she had the dessert. So okay. Greg grilled all the vegetables, grilled the lamb chops. I made a huge potato salad and then we sat down and ate. And the, they must I told so you the happy. wife was like, oh my God, like. This is awesome. Like, oh, yeah. You can come anytime and bring all the food. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was so good. Like with the That's what we do, onions. though. Bring all the food. You're so such good people. Well, it's just like Kelly, I should I should tell our, our uh, listeners that I did <laughs> know Kelly was bringing food. She said, I will bring food. And I thought, <laughs> OK, <laughs> awesome. She will bring <laughs> At most, cheese and crackers. Board. <laughs> and then she shows up with like a full prime rib <laughs> and bread, baguette salad. And I was like, oh my God, this is so embarrassing. Like, came at the same time as the pizza. I'm like, oh. Mm. It was great. We had a smorgasbord. I it loved was awesome. It, it was so it was fun. Perfect. I loved we it because like, it was board like. games. It was a great night. It was awesome. I was like, I want to do that again. I was like, we should do it. Really fun to do that. I, I should bring over again. like one of my vegan meals and we could just do, eat that. <laughs> oh my God. It's like, we want to talk about the episode, but we're not talking about it. Yes. I don't okay. Know. We're going to start. Okay. Listen, the I'm thing is do it. this episode <laughs> is like crazy and amazing. Action packed. Shocking. And I absolutely. Every character is on point. I have no oh my God. any character. Can I tell you? I'll tell Other you okay, Booth, ask but we'll talk about him. who the MVP is of this episode, okay? It's Hodgins. Later. It's Hodgins, isn't it? Later. Ask me who Hodgins. the MVP is. Okay, I'll ask later. Who's the MVP? Later, not <laughs> I waited. Gonna, that I'm was later. You, I'm gonna make you wait. No. Okay, let's start. Opening Go for scene. It. Yes. We have we are zooming in from the outside of a building like a drone. 
and there is smoke coming out the window. Actually, a couple windows. Anyway, this does not look like a good situation. There are firefighters, fire trucks. There is a fire in the prison. So we find out pretty quickly that the fire is happening at a prison where Howard Epps was held. And Howard Epps, as we know, is a not-so-friendly, not-so-wonderful serial killer and nemesis of Boones. Uh, Boones, that's good. That's good. Bones <laughs> and Booth. <laughs> you know what? I'm just going to call Boones. Bones and Booth is Boones. Boons and bo- Boons. Uh, Boons is a good so, uh, couple name. Good couple name. <laughs> if they ever get together, we can call them. I don't know. Will they boons. get together? Will they? Oh my god! Can, I'm not a spoiler, so I would never tell. Um, <laughs> so um, they're walking down the hall. It's getting cut. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. So they're walking down the hall with this prison warden, mm. and it is honestly hilarious because they are walking down this hall and they're walking like side by side and brennan is walking way too close to the cells where they have absolutely rammed these prisoners in, and they're all like Rah! it's like walking dead oh my like, god oh, ben. <laughs> and they're all trying to grab her and then booth tries to be all like these women these, these women these prisoners haven't seen a woman since ronald reagan i think was his example but like then make her walk by the window not by the cells anywhere else like i don't know why she was walking there they figure out she just thinks it's hilarious she's yawning she's not even like paying attention to whatever apparently her neighbor was up making noise who cares and so they approach the cell which is obviously at the very end of this long hallway after they've gone past all the walkers slash inmates and they get there and there's this charred body and she's looking brennan's looking at the body looking at the remains and she's kind of smiling because she's like oh this guy died painfully mm-hmm. yep this guy could be epps kind of matches his general size and well build. that's where that's his cell that's it's where epps his was cell supposed to be. yeah this is, he's it's a dude around the same age she's like okay this is great he died painfully <laughs> but then they start to look a little bit more at the body And Mm -hmm. she looks specifically at his wrist because if we remember the last time we saw Howard Epps, she broke his wrist. So she's like, okay, yeah, there's a break here, but we have a problem. This isn't an old break. This happened like when the fire happened, basically. And Booth is kind of just brushing it off like, well, yeah, bones break when when there's heat, when there's fires, whatever. But it doesn't explain the fact that there was no old break which points to this not actually being Howard Epps. And very quickly, when she examines a little further, we see that the dive from a tattoo survived the fire. And thank goodness this guy really loved being a firefighter, so he got it tattooed on his body. So we figure out that it was a fireman who had come to save Epps, and then Epps killed him, took his uniform, and now Epps is on the run. So they got to shut down the city, basically. Mm. My question booth calls and is like yo shut down a 30 mile radius of the baby federal penitentiary yeah howard epps has escaped how long ago did this guy escape number one number two is 30 miles enough (laughs) and how do you shut down a whole 30 mile radius like it's just 
I guess they're an APB out for him. I'm not sure. Basically, I guess they're just on the lookout for him. Well, they assume he's on foot. And who knows? True. I mean, they're there because there was a riot. I'm very yes. curious about how this all happened. Same. Because, like, did Epps start the riot to start the fires to get the firefighters in there? And, like, how did they shut down the cells with all these other people in them? But somehow he didn't get shut down in a cell. He was all by himself. Well, that was his cell. He's separate from everyone because he's only there awaiting trial. Oh, he's not part yes. of the general population. There is no death row here. There's no death row here. So he's awaiting trial. So he's separate from everybody, which is fine. I'm confused about how But if how he's separate, this... how did he start a riot? Or how did, how did the riot start? Listen. Or did he just take advantage of them being a riot, maybe? Okay, fine. That would make sense to me because then Maybe. they all get corralled into these cells together and then a yeah. firefighter, like, how did this happen, Brittany? I did guess he, he set started his, the fire. Did he start a fire in his cell? And where did he get the accelerant? That's what they said. They said it was distilled alcohol. Like, okay, spoiler alert, but in a couple scenes, we find out it was distilled alcohol that started the fire. Uh, yes. But like, how Which did is, he get enough? Fine. Well, it's pretty flammable. It's pretty flammable. But where would you get distilled alcohol from? Oh, I'm sure that they As make it prisoner. all the time. I think that they probably make it's like moonshine. Like in the toilet? <laughs> yeah, like toilet wine or whatever. Like they probably make all kinds of booze, you know? True. Anyway, I love that. This is very clever, right? Very. Because he's murdered this fireman. And walked out the front door, like yeah. just waltzed out the front door dressed as a fireman. It's funny, though. I'll say it when we get there. Okay. I know. <laughs> I think I know what you're going to say, and that's fine. So anyway, this is very exciting because oh Howard God. Epps has escaped. Shit is hitting the fan. I'm very yes. happy. Like when we find out it's a Howard Epps situation and he's escaped, I was like, let's go. I was like, oh, yes. yeah, this is going to be fast paced, fun. Oh, yeah. I'm time sensitive. All these things. I was just so ecstatic when this came around. Howard Epps is a nut job, but the he's little iconic. puzzles that he's they, iconic. Yes. and like the puzzles that they that he like creates for them. Yes. Is all they're always so cool iconic so interesting oh for sure <laughs> so after brennan says he's walked right out the front door we have our intro So I wrote in my notes here. Woohoo! Woohoo! <laughs> we have a Howard Epps chase him up. Exciting. Yes. It is very exciting. Who All are we right. back at the lab with? Back at the lab. 
Uh, the Scooby gang is looking over an article that was written about the lab crew in the local paper. And they're arguing about who looks better in the photo and all this stuff. And Zach keeps saying how short Hodgins looks. He's saying, <laughs> Hodgins, you look so short. Anyway. Honestly, he deserves it. Like, Zach deserves to be able to comment on other people's appearances because they put him through the ringer in the last episode. That he deserves and- to be like, you're short. You have a small penis. Suck Listen. it. He's got the job now, so his attitude is very different. It's so different. And I love how this, this is so funny. First of all, that camera zooming in and out is so funny to me on you. It just makes me laugh. Every time you make like a little adjustment, see, there we go. There we go. Yeah, that's good. All right. Anyway, oh my so God. Zach keeps talking about how small Hodgins is. And then Angela, and then Hodgins is like, fuck you, whatever. And um, Angela's like, oh, it's okay. You're just the right size. And then they start having this weird exchange. And Zach, like, basically says, this is making me uncomfortable, guys. Like, he's like, it's making me uncomfortable. And I'm not even in the room. I'm just watching I know, it. But Zach was like, this is weirding me out. I can't handle this. This so is very much like a get a room situation. Oh, 100%. Um, also, Angela does say that short men have better leverage. So, oh, that's what she said. That was they're really boning. Funny. They're just in case no one knew. One thousand. One thousand percent. They're boning. Thousand percent boning. <laughs> like no question now. No question. No, no question. Oh my God! Sorry, you were saying. Anyway, Cam interrupts all this folly. First, she swipes herself onto the platform. Dee, dee, dee. And she interrupts their playtime. So she sees the paper and she grabs it and she looks at her picture and she goes, oh, I photograph really well. And then throws it off to the side. And they start to look at the body of the firefighter they found in Howard Epps's cell. And his death sounds awful. So basically, Howard broke his wrist he blew gave him a blow to the head with a crowbar or something and then set him on friggin fire which means that he was probably alive when he was set on fire (coughs) which is just awful awful oh my god honestly this is where we find out okay so it's not too far in advance of what i said um this is when we find out that the accelerant was distilled alcohol and we also find out why booth and brennan are not there and it's not just because they're boning which they're not oh, him and him are together or whatever in the right <laughs> deal but they're actually with epps's wife yes yeah so cam is like oh okay yeah turns, turns to walk away and just tells them like you gotta id the remains like we gotta get this done yeah um because obviously the time is ticking yeah. And oh my God, speaking of Booth and Brennan getting a room, shall we talk about this next scene with Carolyn okay. Epps? Listen, Woo. I don't have anything. I'm looking at my notes trying to find something about Booth and Brennan, but regardless, they're interviewing Caroline Epps and she is very unhappy about having to have this conversation. And she apparently signed divorce papers. Uh, divorced from Howard about a month before this. And I asked, how long has it been since the blonde in the game? I, I'm so curious because. What's the timeline here, people? I, I would guess it's only been a couple months. Why are you keeping it a secret? She realized during that episode that 
it should not be like it's not gonna work with him she's not his type he was just using her mm-hmm. so i don't know how you go back to being all lovey-dovey with your serial killer husband after that so i feel like only a couple months has passed she because i would assume she would have applied for yes divorce right away but at the but same that's time crazy. she already has a new boyfriend so that's crazy to me married to a serial killer then she finds out he's like doing this stuff files for divorce gets a boyfriend you think a couple months also booth says to her after she said she said like when she signed divorce papers he goes oh what was it the lack of quality time you guys were having or the fact that he bludgeons women to death like it was really funny like the way they're so mean to her but at the same time they're like Oh my god, they're so sarcastic and so mean to her. And Brennan's like, mean to her too and calls her crazy again. Honestly, deserving because you married a serial killer. That's what you get. I'm pretty sure that there's like an unwritten rule that you're allowed to be made fun of for being yeah. an idiot. Yeah. Um but like they just let her go. And obviously she would be in danger because Howard Epps is on the loose, but her opinion is I was never his type anyway, so I don't think he's gonna come after me. So just like let me go don't tell my boyfriend about this situation like she doesn't want it known that she was married to a serial killer mm-hmm. also is her name still caroline epps because that might be a dead giveaway <laughs> i don't know but like booth did want to put her in protective custody but she refuses yeah. it and then brennan's like you can't let her leave but he's like i can't force her like yeah to, to take the protection but he said he'll send somebody by her house yeah kind send of protect a squad her car, whatever afar, basically mm-hmm, and exactly. then Okay. He wants to, after they talk about making sure yeah. that she's safe, Caroline Epps is safe. Yeah. Then he turns the attention to Brennan. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I'm just going to read my notes here. Yes. And he just um, basically says, like, you know, it's personal between you and Epps, and we got to keep you safe. And, you know, like, you're everything that he hates. And she's like, oh, yeah, what's that? Booth? Tell me more. And then he looks at her with sex eyes and says, well, you know, you're a smart, strong, confident woman. And Brennan looks at him like it starts smiling at him like, mm, tell me more. OK, yes, yes. Go on. And then he gets kind of awkward. He's like, oh, and, you know, you figured him out. So you made him feel powerless. So he's going to want to prove that uh, you're weak and inferior. So basically he's saying like, I don't care what you want. I'm going to be protecting you and you're not allowed to go out on your own until this whole situation is resolved. Um, And I don't really care what you say. We're going to come back to the fact that he said that and what happens in a moment, but that's fine. Um, She doesn't go go out on her own, you would think, but we're going to talk about proof that she did go out on her own, but that's fine exactly Ooh, a candle mood lighting for booth and Brennan. so back in the lab booth shows up cam's there cam goes hey get anything from the wife he says yeah chills ha 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 so funny anyway they have this very intimate moment booth and cam after he Which suggests is that on the back i'm sorry i know you're talking but I, i'm gonna stop talking but like <laughs> no we are we just so- had this moment excited to talk about this stuff oh my god sorry go on he just had what this like mean? sex moment no and brennan he just 
No, that's not a sex moment. Okay, that is no, a, it's just a caring moment. Whatever we can call it a, a sex very moment. Different moment. kind of intimacy. Yes. Okay. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> he loves Brennan. He respects her. He, you know, like he as a partner. He's, yeah, he's anyway. <laughs> he goes well, back getting to the lab. Me. Yes, no, some but more. I'm not. I'm not because I hear what you're saying. It was a bit weird. I think. I think he was having that moment with Brendan, and then he went and saw Cam. It's like uh, a, a, a projection. Well, not just that, but it's like he's all kind of keyed up and he goes to see Cam like to he he's using her kind of as a an outlet. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah. It's like going to a strip joint, getting all horny and then coming home and having sex with your wife because because you saw all these naked ladies. (laughs) Brennan is the stripper. Brennan is the stripper in this scenario. (laughs) the stripper that that he goes to weekly a daily brings her chinese food picks her up yes. drives her around makes rescues sure she's her okay from, rescues her from being buried alive you know <laughs> anyway i think there's some dollar cam- bills okay sorry go on <laughs> <laughs> so cam and booth have this moment where she, yes. he's like you can't be alone and she's like oh are you inviting me over and he's like no <laughs> He's like, everyone should stay at the lab. And she's like, damn, serial killers just ruin the moment. You know, like she's like, talk about ruining a mood, you know? And then, yeah, he's suggesting they stay at the lab. First of all, I just want to say a couple things here. Then there's talking very close and looking at each other. They're both very beautiful people. And I just want to say that David Boreanaz has incredible chemistry with people like i just don't know like there's just something about that energy that he gives off right and she kisses him he doesn't kiss her she kisses him i noticed that and then i wrote down that she's really pretty a b he walks away after they kiss and he turns back and looks at her now question what do you think that look meant I think that that was him thinking. Mm, I Come on! <laughs> I feel like I only am going to say this because I have the benefit of hindsight. No, I mean in the moment. I just, I'll tell you what I thought, but you you tell me what you thought of that look back at her. I just, I don't know. Listen, I feel like I'll he's tell like you. thinking about the relationship and is like, oh, listen. He looks at her, but he doesn't look happy. Like, oh, like you're so beautiful. I'm in love with you. Yeah. It's like he wants to tell her something. Yes. Like he he wants to confess. This something. is what I want to say, but I don't want to don't I spoil it. Maybe it would I, be yeah. Don't don't make my job hard, baby. We'll talk about <laughs> it later. But I'm just saying he doesn't. It totally look- does. One hundred percent. I watched this episode three times, and the third time I really picked up on that. That it didn't seem like a oh no like my loving wife or my no. loving girlfriend. It was like no. oh it was like 
this I'm gonna isn't gonna work. Something. He was like, "This is not yeah. working." Because of the because of what happened with him and Brennan in his office. So. Like honestly, that energy with Brennan. Yeah, this energy was totally different. Yeah, it's wild. It's absolutely wild, and she is so clueless. Like she has no idea. I watched ahead a few episodes, and it becomes more apparent what's happening in this episode because of future episodes, and we're gonna have great discussions in the future. But anyway, it's it is interesting. I think I do. Anyway, I think I that just... Booth is. I think this is the beginning of Booth. If if it hasn't already started. Yeah. To me, this is very yeah. much the beginning of him falling for Brennan. Not well, he's like doubting a... his relationship with Cam yes. for sure. Yeah. And he's not sure that it's a good fit. And he's like, anyway, I was very like, when this happened, when he looked back at her, I wrote like, what does this mean? I was like, yeah. what does it mean when he does that? Because it was so obvious to me. Yeah. Like, honestly, I, I didn't pick up on it the first two times. It was the third time. It's and I think it was the third time at her, after I've like, seen the next few doing? episodes. Yeah. I was like, what is he doing? Why it is he It looked like that? he was going to say something. Yeah. It, it wasn't like a cute moment. Like, you know, when like movies were like. Yeah, exactly. They look back and they're like, oh. They're all wistful and romantic. But no, he was looking at her like, yeah, I don't know about this. Yeah. He was like. And she's really- the one who kissed him. Yeah. And he was shutting down her coming over to his place which is silly because yeah you would think that would be the safest place to be he's offered to brennan multiple times to stay with her or for her to stay with him when there are issues of safety right what i also wrote down i hope that this time they bring beds for them and they bring them cots and somewhere to fucking sleep (laughs) remember when they were high on that they're sleeping, metal, they're sleeping on metal autopsy <laughs> beds or whatever. I'm like, yeah, that was not good. Cot, like, oh my god, some cots. Give them a pillow. Oh my god. <laughs> well, we find out some pretty cool information in the Go. next scene. Um, first of all, the burn victim's name is Donald Kent, as okay. Kelly <laughs> pointed out. I did not notice this. Kelly, what do you notice about? I was shocked when they said his name was Donald Kent. I was like, but you know why? It's because I literally re-listened to a whole bunch of our own episodes on our Squintcast feed. I listened to our show because it's it's very soothing to me. Like I find it very calming and I think it's really funny. And that's why I know everything about this show because I like listen to our show all the time. And I, it's very re-listenable anyway. So I'm only saying this, I noticed because I re-listened to a bunch of episodes and there's so many characters in this show with the last name Kent. And there's more to come. There's more to come. I I I looked it up and I was like, same after you said it, I was like, oh, so many. Like in this season alone, like the buried alive, um, initial victim, like the twins, the twins were Kent. Their, their last name is Kent. Their father's obviously last name is Kent. The agent. Oh, his name was Kenton. I thought it was Kent. No, there was another Kent. There was another Kent, though. What was was the episode? Soldier on the Grave. Soldier in the Grave. Charlie Charlie Kent. Kent. Yeah. Anyway, there's a lot of Kents, man. I've never met anyone with the last name Kent. But three already that we know (laughs) of in less than two seasons of a show. Like, there's so many. That's a lot. I wonder if there's someone related to one you know of the what? writers. There like has Kent to be someone named Kent in oh, someone's sure. life 
for sure and it's like always like a thing they do and i'm sure that whoever it is is chuffed every time like ha 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 that's me like that would be really <laughs> funny if somebody started oh, for calling sure. like the fact that Celie's last name is booth is like awesome um i wonder if it's someone that the writers don't like because the people always die they're always dead they're always that is the dead. other thing yeah they're always maybe they dead. hate that person and not only was uh donald kent the decorated firefighter killed he was set on fire while he was still alive which is insane and if you listen to the um christmas episode that we did we were guessing at the number of victims that howard epps had and it is confirmed in this episode that donald kent makes seven victims that they're aware of but they think that there may be victims elsewhere which is crazy. Also, was Donald Kent blonde? <laughs> Regardless, oh. he's obviously changed his MO because he used to only have to go after young blonde women. Yes. And Angela is just like, Angela is beside herself. There's Angela oh. and Brennan here. Um, they're in Brennan's office. And Angela is saying like, listen, I think I need to take some time off. Like I got to mm. take, I have some sick days. I really need to take some time off. And Brennan has no chill and is like, we need you. Hodgins needs you. <laughs> like, it's like she's, why? What does no. what's Angela gonna do? Seriously. Blowjobs. That's the only uh, <laughs> <laughs> keep him on his Brittany! game. <laughs> it's Friday night, people. Brittany's talking about blowjobs. <laughs> Woo! No, but I have to say, Angela. Rated E for everyone. Angela in this episode, but it starts here, was so good at like conveying how scared she was. Like she was really good. Yeah. She was freaking out. It wasn't over the top. It was very subtle, very like. No, but like the next thing was like she played it perfectly. But I also like was thinking i hope they also get a change of clothes and some toiletries as well as the cots and pillows because i was very concerned yes. about their comfort while they're you're you know, a good person up <laughs> i'm like sleep on the floor <laughs> yeah but it's not because they have some weird disease it's because there's a guy after them so you have to make them feel comfortable true um you know what a good way to feel comfortable is live in the states and buy yourself a friggin' huge revolver <laughs> This is so funny. Okay, but number one question, how did Brennan buy this revolver when she's not supposed to go anywhere by herself and Booth is with her 100% of the time? No, but she bought that gun before. Did she? I think she had it in her purse already, but I'm shocked. Like, we went from, like, not so big gun before, and now she's got this huge gun. Humongous. Because Angela asked her, like, how do you feel safe? How can you feel safe? It's so terrible. And she pulls out this massive gun out of her purse. This is how. You're like, this is how I feel safe. And Angela's like, so big. Wow, it's the biggest gun ever. And they're talking about how big it is. It's the biggest pistol ever. (laughs) It's the size that matters. And Booth walks in and is like, it's not the size that matters. It's how you use it. And I'm like, okay, so small dick energy coming from this guy. yeah but he she goes he was where'd you get that gun and she goes oh i got it at the mall and then i wrote down america like i was just like she says that too at some point 
like this is America. That, Get used to it. After I wrote America, this is America. I was laughing oh my at myself, God. and then Brennan said it. I was like, yes. I could have written for bones. Oh my god, you could have. You still could. Revival. <laughs> yes. Um, oh my god, that would be amazing. Uh no, Booth? we have to be in the show. Are you kidding me? Oh we my god, to, for like, sure. Oh, I would be show. such a good extra just putting it out there. Yeah, me too. We could be like podcasters who get killed, or yeah, we could be like people you who know, get blown up. Yeah, or... I, I I'm very good at that. Ah. <laughs> I'm I look great on camera zooming in and out, whatever they it's need. Beautiful. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay. okay. Brennan gets a call during this. Um and holy shit. Surprise, surprise, it's Epps. Guess he's not laying low because he wants to he wants to come after Brennan, and it's very clear that that's the case, which Booth already called. Um, and he stays on the phone long enough that they're able to trace the call. And he does yeah. that on purpose because he's le- he leaves a clue for them. Mm. Um, but he basically says he starts to give them a bunch of clues kind of says mm-hmm. like oh it's so wonderful to be out of my jumpsuit whatever i want you to know that everything that happens from here on in is your fault dr brennan mm-hmm. and she asks him like what's gonna happen what are you gonna do howard and then he tells her use your head yeah and then they they go and obviously rush over to the payphone and where he called from and surprise surprise He's not there, but he had left a little glass jar with something white inside. Mm-hmm. And Booth thinks that Brennan is an encyclopedia of all things. So she's holding this thing and he's like, what is it? And she's like, <laughs> like I don't know. <laughs> like, what do you think it is? Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Do you, have you ever used a payphone? Yeah. Also, my sister and I had this thing. We used to go for walks all the time in our neighborhood when we were younger. Mm-hmm. And there were tons of payphones. And my sister and I would make a point to like go and check for change at every single one. <laughs> we actually were you? found money. Yeah, but that's what bums do. <laughs> I'm so sorry to the homeless population. That's, in North what, York. Street pe- that's what people <laughs> like exactly. Unhoused people do or people on the street look for change in the payphones. Yeah children Mm. and and people without homes children (laughs) who don't need the money also no Mm. but so yeah (laughs) way to make me feel bad kelly no (laughs) i'm sorry listen no i'm joking (laughs) i I love our back at the lab song it's my new favorite thing i remember when it cost a dime to call somebody man anyway my most recent memory is a quarter. Yes, then it was or like a quarter my earliest when I was in high school. Is a quarter when I, was in, when I was in high school. It was a quarter, yeah, for sure. That's so but crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. Back at the Even lab, TTC fair. Like I was a student. Back at the lab. Back at the lab. What happened back at the lab? Zach figures out that in the bottle there's a bunch of shaved bone. It's like bone that's been shaved into it. And then Hodgins, he walks in. Hodgins. He, he's being all macho. He's being macho. He's like, macho, if Epps touches macho, Angela, man. Epps comes near Angela, I'm going to kill him. He's being all tough guy. I'm going to kill I'm him like, dead. All right. So Brennan reassures them all that there's increased security at the lab. And Hodgins mentions Brennan's big gun. 
So he goes, yeah, well, we feel a lot safer with your big gun. So they have this whole exchange. (laughs) Brennan acts surprised that Hodgins knows about the gun. Also seems so unimpressed. And I'm like, Angela and Hodgins are dating. A. This is bedtime talk. Of course they're talking about Brennan's gun right yeah that's the kind of thing like if if someone pulled that out that i knew i would be like i tell everybody well you would not believe the size of this person's gun you will anyway not believe this gun and he'd be like are you talking about a penis i'd be like actually no i'm actually talking about a gun, about a gun. exactly <laughs> yeah and brennan is so unimpressed with hodgins's like metaphors about the big gun and everything and I was like thinking about how they were just buried alive, like not too long ago, and they should be way closer. And like, yeah, <laughs> I feel like no, it was weird. Like for a little period of time there, like an episode or two, they were pretty close. Like they did seem like they had a pretty good like Rapport. friendship bond going. Yes. But now this episode, she's looking at him like, "Are you? Are you? What is wrong with you?" Yeah, because he's he like, made "Oh, some- it's very guns and ammo summer issue of you." yeah he was making You're some kind of comment about her. yeah beautiful woman with a gun and she's like shut up Hodgins and oh yeah you no know, I don't I don't blame her seriously like Hodgins no totally inappropriate but still what happens though so they find out that there's some that yes they find out that there's some spices mixed in with these with the shave bone yes and then ah! listen they have this this is so funny when you watch this show because you're listening to them have this conversation about the spices in the bottle and blah, 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 blah. And then Hodgins says curry in a weird way. He calls it curry, which means like... I noticed that. Where is he from? Is he like he a also, mid-Atlantic dude? What's going on? All of the spices he says weird. Cardamom, tamarind, and cocum? Cocum? It's like cur- curcumin. It's like turmeric and all that stuff. And cumin, yeah. regardless. Then... Like you said, you hear this big scream. Ah! Insert another <laughs> scream here. That's a ah! terrible scream. Ah! What anyway, happened? Why is she screaming? Angela. Angela's screaming, so everybody drops everything they're doing and they rush to her office. Angela's totally justified in her screaming. Oh yeah. Because she received a package with a human heart and the it's wrapped in a newspaper article, or there's a newspaper article in the box. And it's from the paper we saw earlier with the team and everything is redacted in the article, except for this one line that says Angela is the heart of the operation. And oh my God, so creepy. I love how angry Angela is in this moment. I thought it was really good. Like this is what I was talking about earlier. How it was like, wow, she did a really good job there of conveying this like, scared and angry kind of person because she could not believe that this package even got there in the first place if they had increased security like what the fuck is going on yeah they were supposed to double security and then somehow this why am i getting gets hand delivered in a box why am i getting this right now not good um cam is like sorry i'll do something about it sorry i'll take care of it don't worry no big deal there won't be any more hearts today. So because of this, Brennan figures that Epps is coming at her through her friends. Yeah, which seems like a pretty, like it's not a big leap. It does kind of feel that way. 
Yeah. Especially because he told her whatever happens would be her fault. Mm -hmm. So Cam assures like, okay, we're going to make sure nothing else happens. Then we got to get on top of this. And they end up in the autopsy room to to take a look at the heart. And I think it's Cam, Booth, Brennan, and Hodgins there. And they're chatting. Hodgins walks in. And fortunately for Angela, which it was a good thing she didn't go home and take her sick days, she realizes that the spices that they had mentioned, which I don't know why none of the three people who read them out to begin with noticed, but the spices that they mentioned, the cardamom, tamarind, and kokum, they're all used Mm -hmm. to make curries. Mm -hmm. And if you remember, Epps's wife, her last address was in Little India over a curry restaurant. And then he pushes her, like, he manhandles Brennan and is like, we need to go and find Epps' wife. Like, we need to go to this this curry restaurant, this little apartment over the curry restaurant. I but don't do you see the way he grabs her. Okay, I'm going to have to bring this up, but I just want to say, living above an Indian restaurant, I don't know no, if I could do it. I feel like living above and I don't mean to make that sound like any restaurant just any Any, restaurant I don't think any restaurant it would stink all the time like you'd have the smell of the food all the time all the time and you would have probably rats probably cockroaches yeah all of it all of it well she was dating a serial killer so maybe she was fine living in a place with rats I don't know I don't know, man. I feel bad for Carolyn altogether for all of her choices. I'm looking Ugh. up the scene where he manhandles her. So, oh my God, so got- badly. I'll, I can, Ugh. while you're looking that up, let me tell you what happens. Yes, please do. They end up with their guns out. Guns, plural, because Brennan has mm. her big gun. And I thought that she doesn't have a license for this gun. <laughs> but that's, anyway. But that's beside the point. So <laughs> Booth threatens to have her license pulled, and she threatens to assign Zach as her forensic anthrop- as his forensic anthropologist. So they just call it even. <laughs> um, that they was walk pretty. Into this- <laughs> that was so funny. Oh my god! Yeah, he's like, uh. <laughs> that was so funny. Oh, it was so, and it was so quick. It's like you know, like, I'm she brings it up taken right away. away from you. And she's like, yeah, well, I'm going to make Zach your friggin' partner. Like, <laughs> So good luck with that. Enjoy. Oh, made me laugh. Um, they walk into this empty apartment that apparently hasn't been rented since she moved. She actually isn't even living there. She was just living there when they were doing their last investigation. Um, oh, and none of the lights seem to be working, but they can hear that the fridge is working. Which to me, at this point, as a person who's not an FBI agent, I would be like, yeah, I'm getting the fuck out of here. No. We'll come back with, like, the bomb squad. Do you see the way he manhandles her? So bad. Wow. Oh, my God. You need to post that. Like, Um, the way he roughs her up. Oh, he grabs her. And, and just, she's like, like her out of the room. she's like, <laughs> wow, that's wild. It's a bit much. Um, okay. So they're walking over to the, the refrigerator, which is on. And then he does like a very quick analysis with his eyeballs. And he's like, yeah, there's no booby traps here. I'm like, how do you know? 
He's an army ranger. (laughs) No, there could have been booby traps. Anyway, they open it up and long story short, surprise, surprise. Caroline Epps has returned to her apartment, but only her head is there in the fridge and holy, not good. What an idiot. Honestly. Who, Caroline? Yeah, because she's whole life is a tragedy. Like horrible. Also, her new boyfriend, Garrett, or whatever his name was. Mm-hmm. He that wasn't his name. I can't remember what his name was, but his, <laughs> I her have new no boyfriend, idea. Gary, maybe. I don't um, know. Gary sounds like the name of a sounds person. like somebody yeah. she would date. Yeah. yeah. Right. <clears throat> so anyway, Power so her Gary. new boyfriend, Gary, not only is he finding out that she was murdered, but he's about to find out that she was married to the murderer. A serial killer. Like, really bad. Talk about not knowing your partner. I just want to mention, too, that this is a really nice apartment. It is nice. I'm only saying that because I have a friend who's looking for a place to live right now, and it is terrible out there right now. I just want to say that. I went to a place. I went with her to look at a one-bedroom the other week. I was absolutely shocked. I could not believe my eyes. And they were charging almost $1,800 a month just for this little awful place and which I was isn't like, like the prices have gone up insane like i rented in 2013 i was renting starting in no 2012 i started renting yeah um it back in toronto hamilton prices are irrelevant so back in toronto i started renting in 2012 and i had a studio apartment or like a bachelor apartment for 950 a month including parking and yeah. that same place is going for like 1650 easily bachelors are going for she looked at another place as a bachelor for 1800 um how I'm do you just, like how do people afford that i don't know this is my question because next door our neighbor is renting out like it's got three apartments in it or something and they have like a two-story two-bedroom which is sounds great but it's kind of a lame layout like you don't even use half the space because it's uh-huh. all stairway and hallway like you know yeah. it's not even useful Anyway, thirty five hundred a month. I'm like, how do people oh afford God. that? That's a mortgage payment. That's insane. That's a mortgage payment on like an expensive house. Well, we pay, you know. That's it's the like thing. 3, it's like three thousand a month, right? To yeah, we're like you know, mortgage, principal, <laughs> interest, insurance, but still, all those things. Like, but we own the house. It's different. Exactly. And you have the, the benefit of and we have parking over time. Plus you have your own yeah. parking. Yes. It's insane out there right now. It's, I'm really it's upset about it. I said to yeah. Greg, I was like, you can't break up with me. Like, I'm sorry, but you're stuck with me. <laughs> I can't but afford also, to live alone. God. Well, you guys are, you guys have been living cohabitating for over a decade long time <laughs> yeah I be sure even if he rent. tries to break up with you you get half so yeah that's what i want no i just i'm just joking <laughs> but also like the love of a partner is great so, oh you know, it's just so together. like it just keeps me alive uh, i hope that you're hearing this i hope you're hearing this greg he's just 100 serious he doesn't listen to my he doesn't listen to my podcast he doesn't follow my podcast page he doesn't what doesn't that's i give him a travesty my, i tag him in my food menus every week 
does not put it in his stories no like he just literally like has no idea how is he not much of a social media person he's on it a lot mark is the same but he doesn't he's all about those reels yeah yeah that's a that's a dude thing i think but he can't share a friggin' story. It's hilarious. I'm like, <laughs> thanks for your support, I guess. <laughs> Jesus. Like, I love you or whatever, but like, if you could. I love you or that, whatever. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> that is how Booth. Okay. Booth, okay. if he were to mm-hmm. talk to Cam, he would mm-hmm. say, I love you or whatever. Or, you know, whatever. <laughs> or whatever. You know, we'll figure it out. Whatever. Uh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> oh. Booth is okay, so he manhandles um Brennan. They go to this apartment. They find Mrs. Epps's head. Yes. Poor woman. Like at least he put it in the fridge. So nice of him. Very nice. <laughs> also, how would they know this if it's like above a curry restaurant? And would they smell it? I don't know. Because that's it would like intermingle yeah. with the restaurant smell, right? I just want to say the effects are really good. This head. Oh, I was like, impressed. I want, it looks I like I wonder her. if it's actually her head. So I can plug this in. It could be. Okay. Sorry. Don't be sorry. I just wonder if it's actually her head and then they like put a box around her body or something. Because her head looks amazing. Amazing. Look how snatched you look. Your waistline is amazing. Brittany's moving shit around. Okay, so where were we? We're back at the lab with caroline's head yes and there's some problems here with yes protocol they all want to basically look for clues cut this woman open do everything as quickly as possible and m is jotting this down and is like there are protocols in place we need to follow the protocols otherwise this will never stand up in court we're gonna have lots of problems. Um, Booth reluctantly agrees to that, but as Cam is doing, for some reason they kind of stay there while she continues to do her examination, and ugh, Cam discovers that Caroline Epps was alive when her head was cut off, and that was just the absolute icing on the cake for disturbing facts about Epps. Brutal. When we, when we find that out, they start making the, they realize, they make the conclusion that Howard Epps has started to torture his victims. We have the victim who was set on fire while he was still alive. We have Caroline Epps who was beheaded while still alive. Yeah. So Booth is like, you know what? We need to get him off his game. And this behavioral analysis unit or whatever some behaviorist had come up with the some fbi profiler had come up with the idea that um apps was actually extremely emotionally attached to his mother even though it seemed like he didn't like her and actually hated her right so booth is like you know what let's arrest his mother and if he finds out that we've arrested his mother Mm. then he'll be totally off his game and that's when we can get him. So, well, the idea is that Mrs. Epps. 
Epps is torturing people, so they think they should torture Epps now, like because he yes. plays all these mind games. It's like, well, let's start playing yeah. mind games with him. We have to get play the mind games back, and also like they're on a timeline. This guy mm-hmm. is loose, and they have to very quickly figure out how to stop. He's him. already killed two people in what seems like maybe a day. So one day he's on a frenzy. Like it's kind of like frenzy kind of. It's situation. insane. Yeah totally crazy totally crazy and oh my god the fat shaming in the next scene i feel so bad Uh, for this woman but also i don't because she's horrible well she's terrible she's a horrible woman we meet howard epps's mother yes and she is a large woman yes a woman of a higher body mass Mm mm-hmm someone who would be considered morbidly obese so they walk into the room and booth is like oh god what is that smell and brennan he whispers it and brennan at full volume while addressing mrs epps is like that smell is mold which grows in the fats fat creases of morbidly obese people (laughs) it's like staring at mrs epps and then tells her she has to lose weight and like is so awkward she tells them about some medical condition or whatever who cares it's uncomfortable we don't really get very far with mrs epps the purpose is not to get far with her the purpose is just to basically tortured torture howard yeah so nothing really goes on in this it's just a way to sort of show the audience how howard epps's mother is crazy and she's like oh yeah sort of textbook serial killer mother yeah depiction is it's a huge trope that i mean i'm trying to think of a serial killer like oh what was his name i just forgot um, his name edward kemp kemper ed kemper okay uh, he had a mother like that, and he ended up taking her head off. And then there's um... a lot of these, like, I, don't you find a lot of these school shooter situations, school shooters, serial killers, one of their first victims is always their mother. The mother takes the blame constantly. I'm not particularly fond of how all of this was written. I just like, I was at yeah. one point, I was like, what's going on here? Like, what's the point of this? Brendan is shaming this woman for how, you know, big she is. Booth is acting like his nose is all wrinkled up because he's so grossed out by the smell. And it's basically, it just confirms this whole idea that she was sort of uber religious and sort of abused howard and was like instilled his sort of misogyny and his hatred for women through her so which you can totally see like the the scene itself is not great but like it is interesting to meet his mother i thought that the scene itself could have been done better but it was interesting to meet her and see where he came from and she is, is like totally unhinged like talks about yeah. how she used to bathe him in ammonia and like how it was because he was with loose women and she really should have been harder on him she should have beat him more regularly but mm-hmm. i'm a nice person and my problem was i was always too nice to him and it was just like this cycle you're watching her just like yeah like all the things she's saying don't go together 
no beating your child and bathing him in ammonia does not make you a nice person but brennan points out once they're done with this brennan points out in the next scene like a lot of people have bad mouth bad mothers and they don't end up being serial killers exactly and that's brought up a lot and it's like you'll hear it all the time in any kind of true crime documentary or podcast situation yeah lots of people have traumatic childhoods yeah not all of them end up murdering people so most do not (laughs) yes but the whole point here is that booth is holding his mother he has her yeah in custody He's trumped up some weird charges about her drugs and how they're not properly labeled and all these things just so that he can hold her and use it as leverage with Howard. Which is hopefully going to work. We'll see if it does. As they're driving along, because obviously we have to have a car scene, as they're driving along and they're talking about how, like, basically this, like, moral dilemma with mothers and serial killers um brennan realizes very abruptly that they're being followed Mm -hmm. which at first i was like oh shit but it turns out to be nothing it's just two it's an unmarked car with two agents Mm -hmm. following them just to make sure that they're safe because even though brennan has that big gun he still wants Mm -hmm. to make sure that she's safe because he's the most she's the most likely target for one of Epps's attacks Mm -hmm. so they get a call from cam because using your phone while driving seems like an appropriate idea and (laughs) we find out that there was something inserted in caroline's ear yeah and that thing was a token for a kid's ride from a place called hillside park at which point booth smashes his sirens on mm-hmm. does a u-turn and exclaims that his son plays there every single day after school yeah with his nanny Which, with his nanny so two points here number one damn booth making that money <laughs> no he has a nanny good for him rebecca Rebecca must be doing well with her boyfriend Stu or Drew or whatever. No, she has a job which we still don't know what it is, but yeah, she obviously like, makes some money too. She obviously is the higher income earner here. So they have a nanny, number one. Number two, Kim seems surprised that his kid plays in this park every day after school. Haven't they been fooling around and like dating on the side for like months now? she didn't know that his son plays every day that or she the way she reacted she acted like oh yeah parker she was like forgetting that he had a a son son. like she it's like not even a factor right so weird they're 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 yeah their relationship is odd Mm. well i don't know about you but this next scene had my heart racing oh poor Brittany! oh i felt so nervous terrifying i felt horrible they go to this park they're there with a bunch of there are quite a few agents there as well with them Mm -hmm. so it's booth brennan and these agents it's probably the guys who were following them in the car yeah probably the guys following them so they're Mm -hmm. running around and but they're both calling out parker 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 where are you they don't see him anywhere he's not on the merry-go-round they're running around and then they see brennan notices over by 
an ice cream stand that she sees Parker. So he yells Parker in that direction. And then Parker comes running and sees that he's there. I'm sorry, but what this nanny needs to be fired. I'm she sorry. not paying any attention. <laughs> she was like nameless until the very last scene we saw her in. But Parker's True. got this ice cream. He's all happy. Like, daddy, daddy, I got an ice, ice cream. cream. And I wrote here, smash. I was like, Parker is an idiot child that doesn't oh understand God. anything at all. <laughs> Do not talk to strangers. Is so mad at this kid. He's like what are you doing like oh yeah here's some ice cream and yeah like you said booth threw the ice cream on the ground and parker that's when parker's like what the fuck's going on right now and then parker starts getting really upset booth's kind of yelling at him and shaking him and going like what did the man say what did the man say and parker's like he told me to you know give you a napkin or look at my napkin or something like that so then brennan i think picks up the napkin and there's a note on there and all the while, like Rosie is, I guess, the nanny's name, and she doesn't know what's going on. Like, what the hell's going on? So he's like, Rosie, yeah. there's an investigation going on right now. This is very crucial. It's like stressful. So then, anyway, Booth feels really bad about making his son cry. Brennan's Especially face. Oh. Brennan's face was like, What are you doing, Booth? <laughs> oh my God. He was literally like shaking him. It was so yeah. sad. And I was like, like, I didn't do anything wrong. I didn't I know do anything he, wrong. Well, he did talk to a fucking stranger, which so is yes, like, you hello. Did wrong, Parker. You did do something <laughs> wrong, Parker. And you scared the, sh- you know, it's bad. It's bad. Listen, my brother, my mom and I and my brother came to Toronto. We're from New Brunswick. We came to Toronto. It was in the middle of summer and it was the 80s. And we were walking up and down Young Street, which is what tourists do. That's what I did. We were walking up and down Young in downtown Toronto. And my brother got mad at us because we were, who cares? Didn't want to buy him something or weren't paying enough attention to him. Or we didn't want to go to a store he wanted to go to. Who knows, right? So he decided in his infinite kid wisdom to run away from us, to leave us. And we couldn't find him anywhere and it was oh like God. awful like my mother so was terrifying like, especially with no cell phones or anything stupid fucking kid we were so mad at him yeah and we uh we what do you call that we got a cop we found a cop and we yeah. were just like can you please help us like we're looking for this kid whatever i don't remember how this ended up and where we founded him where we founded him and I will never know because my mother is basically lost, you know, in terms of her mind is gone and my brother and I don't talk. So I'll never know the end of the story. I don't know how God. we found him, but we did. And the cop, he was the, one of these cops. I still remember. He was so tall, super buff, bald, and he had those Ray-Ban, those mirrored glasses, like cop glasses, and he had yeah. short sleeves and he was tan and muscled he was massive and he was giving my brother like he was like if you ever leave your mother again he was so mad at my brother he was giving him like a you know scaring him straight kind of talk yeah and my mom was like thank you she was so happy because it was just <laughs> like it's impossible when you're a single mother in the 80s to discipline 
like young, like pre-teens, like impossible. Oh, yeah. And my brother was such an asshole. Like he would just do shit like that all the time. Like because he wasn't getting enough attention or he's like, man, I'm mad. And he was just like, and he would do shit like that. My mom's like, I can't believe you would do that. But then after the cop gave him a talk. And he was crying. My brother's crying. He was so upset because the cop made him oh. so upset because it was like, I don't even remember how old we were. Maybe like 11, 10, 11 or something. Yeah. It's not that young. And it's not that old. Right. But snatchable, like kidnappable. Yeah. All those things. Right. So oh that's anyway, so scary. I understand Booth's anger. I do. And Parker was stupid. I was like, you oh, stupid, yeah. dumb kid. Well, hopefully he'll learn. He lives in a city with millions of people. Like, come on. And yes, fire the nanny immediately. Yes, please. Sorry, Rose. <laughs> okay, go on. What else next? That's an insane story. That's crazy. I'm glad, that crazy. They, I'm glad your brother was found in the end. Yeah, we're so much happier now. And we're so glad he survived and nothing happened to him because he's such a great guy. I can definitely tell that there's no sarcasm here. So we're going <laughs> to. What did the note say? Um, okay. So let me tell you. We end up in the autopsy room. And obviously, Booth is sorry, super, I'm gonna interrupt super you. upset. No, tell me. I'm going to interrupt you because I wrote in my notes. Booth tells the nanny, like, I'm going to send you home with an agent. He's going to watch over you guys. And I wrote down, like, cue, like, a story about the nanny and the agent falling in love. Like, I just had this whole moment where I was like, let's go <laughs> off. Like, a little direction. side story. Little side stories. I want to have, like, all these separate lives for all these side characters. I just think it's funny. The multiverse. Okay, go. Okay. We are, this is a very crucial scene. Yes. And it's insane. So Cam and Zach are in the autopsy room and they are looking at Caroline Epps's head and they see something in her head. She gets a call from this. Anyway, Zach keeps coming in to bother her to be like, okay, hey, hi, can I take this call now? Can I take it? Can I take it? Can I please have it? I want to know. Can I have it? And um, she keeps telling him to fuck off, basically. But then she gets a call from Booth. And Booth is such an asshole to her. And is like, yep. listen, Epps went after my kid. I don't fucking care that there's protocol. Like, Epps wants us to find something with this head. You need to find it now. And, like, is so upset. She's very... Actually, she deals with him pretty well and is like, you're upset. I understand. Anyway, he loses it on her and then just hangs up. Like, there's no resolution. He just yells at her and then hangs up and is like, you need to do this now. And somehow that's moving enough for her to break protocol. And she asks for the number she saw. And cutscene. We're about to drill in not just saw into the skull did we not have an episode a whole episode on this woman who got very sick from bone dust because she was cutting into skulls without a mask on 
and both Zach and Cam are maskless. (sighs) Right? There was another scene. So frustrating. Where was it in uh, shit? What's the one where the okay, the teenager falls out of a window and he's dating a foster oh. girl. What the hell yes. was that called? What was that called? Damn. I honestly I'm really good at and I, I don't remember it. the name of that one. Anyway, where the guy the pervert who was like hitting on and sexually assaulting all these homeless or houseless the sandwich or dude, the sandwich guy where cam didn't she drill into him too, without a mask on. And we were talking about how she didn't, yes. she didn't want to mess up her hair and makeup, I guess. And I was on Instagram and I follow these other accounts on our quick cast account that are bones contents like accounts. And they have, uh, there's this one, picture of them all standing there in their lab coats and this person commented how they're wearing the wrong kind of lab coat and it's so unsanitary and all this stuff like it's crazy and i wrote down and what is it with them not wearing masks when they saw people open like it drives me nuts like this whole situation that's about to unfold probably could have been prevented if they use this proper safety protocol all she has to do is so funny i think she had goggles on but she should be wearing like a visor or something anyway and they're talking about safety protocol safety protocol safety protocol that's why we can't saw we can't do this we can't do that and then she's like why are we okay so why are we worried about the mask so much so we're worried because cam starts drilling into the skull and suddenly a white powder sprays out at her face and she begins coughing and wheezing and obviously this is having an impact on her breathing she starts frothing at the mouth and appears to be having a seizure Mm -hmm. they hit the button like they follow the protocol zach smashes the button so that the doors are sealed as angela and hodgins are looking on like freaking out worrying about worrying about cam um but obviously they got paramedics there right away but what's interesting is that zach is completely unaffected even though he was like what four feet away from her yeah so they're at the hospital cam has what do they call it edema in her lungs clotting in the kidneys yeah it's something the toxin is causing edema so she's basically drowning from the inside and the doctor's telling booth and brennan like you got to get her family here now because she's not gonna make it she's gonna fucking die i was gonna die holy shit it happens so fast Brittany. like it happened like the whole thing happened like this whole thing goes boom 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 she hits the thing powder goes on her face she collapses on the floor she's frothing at the mouth zach gets his mask on hits the button doors close angela hodges put their masks on rush over to the room and they're banging on the door like what's going on and it's pretty impressive actually how quickly everything happens angela again very good in this moment where she's like oh, oh yeah. my god cam like she's so upset about what's happening yeah. right now but again it's top- not over the top it's like the perfect no. reaction it's perfect it's yeah. just like very real right oh my god it was very real and then the fact the doctor's like really ugh. she's like yeah get her family here she's gonna 
totally die. Like I was yeah. like shocked. I was like, yeah, they didn't provide honestly, any hope whatsoever. It was like, get I, her family. How long does she have? You should get her family here. Get her oh. family here. And I was like, cool boy. And I was like, I've seen this show, right? Like up to the end of the season. Yeah. I know what happens. Yeah. But I was, we still... know. No, we but I was still like, know is she going to die? Dies. I yeah. thought she was going to die. <laughs> It did seem very likely at this point. Wow. Booth and Brennan have a little bit of a moment here after they dismiss Zach because Zach basically takes Zach takes Cam's clothing to try to no, figure Hodgins out. Hodgins does. Oh, sorry, not Zach. Hodgins takes uh, the clothing to assess whether they can figure out what the powder is because they figure if they can figure out the powder, then they could come up with a cure. Which means the he left the lab. Yes, by himself. Is he being escorted? I don't think so. Which is insane because he was just buried alive a couple episodes ago. But that's fine. Listen, I I would be having if I was Hodgins and this was happening right now. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be like, having a panic attack. I'd be like, oh my god, oh my god. Oh yeah, I'd be no. like having so many anxiety attacks. Oh yeah, I'd be a mess. I would be a complete mess. So the fact that he's like even moving is unbelievable. Hodgins leaves and Booth and Brennan are standing there. And Brennan makes a pretty sweet comment to yeah. Booth and says, like, I know what your relationship is with Cam and I want to say the right thing to you. But honestly, I don't know what it is because when I'm looking for the right thing to say, I always ask you or Angela what it is. And neither of you can tell me. And it really is the perfect thing that she could have said to him. Um, and you can tell that he really appreciates her just like being there and yeah. being with him in that moment. It is really sweet. No, he says like, yeah, it's perfect. You don't have to say anything. Like, you do you want to talk about that. Zach and Hodgins? Yeah, I do. So we're <laughs> back of the lap. And back of the uh, lap. Hodgins is like really just racking his brain trying to figure out what the hell the substance was that cam ingested and he's convinced that it was a gas and he keeps asking zach like what it looked like he's trying to figure it out based on zach's description but zach's insisting it wasn't a gas they go back and forth back and forth and then then zach says while they're going back and forth he goes are we arguing right now like <laughs> make me laugh i was like this is so Funny. He's and a little Hodgins, more confident now, though, that he's like a full-time staffer. This. And then Hodgins is like, "Yes, we are arguing." And Zach's like, "Why?" And Zach and Hodgins is like, "Because Cam is dying, and all this shit's happening, and all of it, like he's upset. Like this is our PTSD talking right now because he's oh, just sure. freaking out. Like we have to work on this. So he's really, really upset and stressed out." very frustrated that there's no particles for him to work with and then zach suggests that they check out the pieces of glass that the particles were in inside her head perhaps there's something some residue on there that he can check them out so then hodgins is like thank you like i will do that i'll check out the glass yes. particles maybe there's something there and we're not arguing anymore so no <laughs> i forgive you I'm not angry yes. at you anymore all is yes. good yes oh booth ends up back in the hospital room with cam which i thought was pretty interesting she wakes up for a very short period of time which i don't know why she wouldn't be in it i don't know why she's not in an induced coma but somehow she wakes up so she wakes up realizing that she can't breathe like this mm -hmm. sounds like a horrible experience for cam to be having 
Yeah. Um, but basically Booth informs her that he's called her family and he's apologizing to her and is like, I put way too much pressure on you, whatever. And she mm-hmm. is taking everything in stride. Like she's like, yeah. it's not your fault. It's Epps's fault. Also, mm-hmm. like I thought poison was bad enough, but now you're bringing my family. Are you fucking kidding me? And then she's laughing. <laughs> the fact <laughs> that Cam is making jokes right now, I thought oh that was God. really funny. She can barely breathe, and she's like, "One second, let me just." Uh, she's making jokes. My, First uh, of all, she's saying like, you know, she's being very gracious to Booth about this whole thing, and because he feels so bad, like oh he thinks God. it's As his he fault. I think so. I think so. He put way too much pressure on her. He was such an asshole to her. Yeah. Like, there is protocol for a reason. And this is, if he ever tries to put protocol in the future, like, if he, we have to come back to this. If she had got an x ray, they would have been able to tell there's a glass thing and you don't cut it with the fucking saw. Like, yeah. Or she could have sawed around it. Or she could have grabbed a tool and pulled it out. Yeah. Oh my God. So dumb. So Angela and Brennan are in Brennan's office. Well, Brennan, Angela's in the doorway, but mm. they figured out that basically Angela brings an x-ray of Caroline's head and they are showing that there were shards of glass, extremely fragile glass. So they're speculating that a glass capsule was put filled with this poisonous powder was, was put up through her nose after she was killed. Yeah. Basically lo- lodged it there with the hopes that they would eventually cut this head open and then the gas would go hit whoever was nearest it basically she leaves and as she leaves angela says she's gonna go going to visit cam yes which i thought was a bit surprising because i think they didn't start out on the best foot but i guess if your co-worker is about to bite it then yeah maybe you go say hi probably go bye I suck it. I hated you anyway. <laughs> she. That's what she's going to say. Brady's going to say when I die. No. The opposite. You're like, thank God she's gone. You're like, this is so sad. <laughs> and unfortunately, she died. <laughs> I have to put that on my grave somewhere. That would be so funny. Wasn't that our saying for like the whole first season? And unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately he died. He died. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. We get a call from like conveniently. Angela leaves the room and then Epps suddenly calls. Mm-hmm. And again, Brennan's able to keep him on the phone long enough that they can figure out that the cell phone was placed from a location downtown, which Brennan's like, you're wasting your time. He's already gone. But I don't know why she would say that they're wasting their time because last time he left them a clue. So to me, that doesn't seem like but a this, waste of time this, to go. This whole conversation, he's trying to get the information out of her, like who he got, yes. like who he injured or who he yes. affected by this Which I situation. wonder if, if it had been Angela, I wonder if he would have been disappointed because he's already screwed with Angela. I think he just wants to, he wants he's trying to impact all these but true well he so she he's asking her who did I get who did I get who did I get because he saw the emergency vehicles uh, outside that's right so and she's like sorry Howie you didn't get anyone not this time suck it whatever 
And he's like, okay, well then I guess you don't want to know what the cure is for uh, Cam. Bye. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh shit. Like, no, 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 no. Stay on the phone. Mm-hmm. You got Cam. Like, what's the cure? Whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and she decides before well, he says cure, his hint to her after she tells him yes. the person who was affected was Cam. He says the body knows what the head can't say. That's his yes. hint to her. And then Brennan teases him and says, Caroline's body or your mother's body? Yeah. And this is when he finds out that they have his mother in custody. And he seems pretty um, upset by that. So basically he ends up hanging up on her and telling her that she's going to be sorry. Um, But he's not willing to tell her anything about the poison at this point now because of this revelation that the mother is in jail. Yeah. So shit. (laughs) Yeah. So it's yeah. So they still don't know what the poison is. So then she decides to go to the hospital to talk to Booth. Question. Where's Angela? Anyway, um, this could have been a phone call. Also, just this could have, honey. <laughs> I'm gonna do a supercut of every time you say that in the show. I think it it's could have so been a phone call. She's not funny. there to see Cam. She's there to see Booth. Yeah, I know. Maybe he can't have a cell phone back in those days. You weren't allowed to talk on your phone at the hospital. But True. regardless, um, True. He uh, so she goes to see him to talk about this whole phone call she had with Epps. I'm asking where Angela is because she said she was going to go see Cam. Yeah, and this is very shortly after. Yes, she so then, ran into Hodgins and they went home together. It's no big deal. Yeah, probably Cam. just went to go grab a burger, but they weren't <laughs> supposed to leave the lab anyway. Did Angela <laughs> get escorted to the lab? I don't know. I'm very unclear about why are they staying at the lab. Lab for, safety. Like, extra security and now they're just going willy-nilly all over the friggin city yeah it's a bit odd um booth decides to go with brennan to figure out the next stage the riddle they're trying to figure out the riddle so he decides to leave cam's bedside and brennan's like no like you shouldn't leave her and he's like yes we have to figure this out together yeah. And then he leaves Cam and he gives her like a nice kiss on her forehead. It's very sweet. It's a very it sweet, sweet gesture. It was almost like a kiss that you would give to a child. Or your sister. Or anyway. your sister. Back or of the someone lab. that you're not intimately familiar with. Exactly. Back of the lab. Back of the lab. <laughs> Hodgins in- is trying to figure out the sample slash particle situation. Yes. And the particles aren't big enough. There's not enough of them. And he's really upset. And he's just really upset. And Booth walks in and he asks, like, what's up with the poison? Let's go. And they talk about it a little bit and figure out that there's drywall dust and some other chemicals related to leather goods. But they can't pinpoint it exactly. So Booth's like, great, keep working on that. He starts walking away. And then Zach calls him back into the room and tells him that they're giving Epps too much credit. He says, we're giving Epps too much credit. He's not that smart. His riddles are like rudimentary. They're not sophisticated. Like we should be able to figure this little um, thing out that he wrote on uh, the napkin when he gave it to Parker with his ice cream, which says, 
my name is Parker and something what does it say my name is Parker ask me how I can solve this case ask me how to solve this case so what else happens in this scene this is so So great it's so interesting it's this (laughs) there's this back and forth with Zach and Booth because Booth is like okay Zach like whatever I've already asked Parker he doesn't know anything he basically turns to leave and he's getting upset with Zach because he feels that he's wasting his time basically Zach turns over to pull up stuff on his computer but Booth threatens him like I need to walk out of here and if you try to stop me I'm gonna shoot you so like back off and Zach is having a complete through here and is at his computer and like searching things and then is just sitting there staring out the door and Hodgins is looking over and Hodgins is like you need him like but what's going on and Zach's like but I really need him to come back but I don't want to get shot (laughs) so Hodgins is like Booth like come on let's go (laughs) and then he turns to he turns to Zach and he's like whatever you got is better be worth dying for I know it was so funny that oh Booth threatened God. to kill them it made me laugh because he's just well, like he also walks so back funny. in with his hand on his gun I know like near his gun he's like ready I to know. shoot them I'm like oh my god so funny Which, remind me when we talk about the next episode we got to come back to this moment anyway, anyway can I just so, talk about yes. this search that Zach did because he yes. suggests they do a boolean search and I thought automatically that he was saying bouillon like in French when you say bouillon, which is like the soup, like soup, like a soup. Like I just automatically thought bouillon and he was calling it bouillon, but it's actually boolean, which is B-O-O-L-E-A-N, which is an actual name of a type of thing, like a search that you do. Yeah. And I had, maybe I'm stupid. Where you can put maybe. and or 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 whatever between it. I Everybody didn't know what it was. I had to this. look it up. I, I didn't. didn't know what it was either. I thought he said bouillon like he was saying bouillon in English. But anyway. Like, we're going to go make a soup. <laughs> we're we're going to search the soup then for clues about Parker. This scene was very, what I liked, I'm just going to say this now. What I liked about this episode was that it was very serious yes. and intense. But then it had these comic moments, these funny yes. little things. Perfectly like timed. One, like this one where he threatens to shoot Zach and Hodgins and they have to have this whole thing where he's like, I need him to come back, but I don't want to die. And he's like, and then Hodgins takes one for the team and calls him <laughs> back to the office. And oh, I yeah. just think it's funny. The scene with Brennan and her big gun that was like really funny and just like very funny little breaks in the action, which I thought yeah. were well placed they were well placed also the characters do what you would expect them to do like booth after that experience that he had with cam where he was rushing her now okay yes he's being an asshole to them but he also took the time to tell them that they're doing a great job (laughs) and like to just take their time and figure out and solve the case or whatever like his attitude has totally changed he's not like let's go let's go let's go it's like okay you're doing a great job keep up the great work yeah like very encouraging but also like let me do my job they have a relationship now like these people work together so it's really quite 
interesting. But did we talk about what was discovered in this? We did not. Search? So okay. we figure out from Zach's search that there's a, a Parker and Parker leather goods owned by the Parker brothers on Parker Street in the town of Parker, just outside of Parker. No, I'm just kidding. Outside of our <laughs> So, <laughs> and Zach was right because that is the most rudimentary, unsophisticated bullshit. Yeah. Like I would never, it's so dumb. It's dumb. It is dumb. So we're getting a bit of a different perspective of Howard Epps because until this moment, everyone has presented him as this genius who comes up with these incredible riddles, but it doesn't appear that that's the case. No. And sure enough, actually, Zach gets manhandled by Booth in this scene, too. <laughs> he, Zach fully gets out of his chair by his tie. Yeah. By Booth. And Booth, like, guides him out of the office by his tie. Um, So they, like, they go into this room and surprise, surprise, this is the right place. Caroline Epps's body is on the table in the center of the room. So unlike her headless body, her headless body. So unlike when we were approaching the refrigerator, we're just walking at this thing like willy nilly, no problemo. Um, and uh, on her stomach appears to be a huge bag of the poison. Uh, okay. For some reason in their infinite wisdom, Zach decides that he's just going to grab that bag of poison right off his body. And surprise, surprise, it was there's a pressure trigger. So immediately Booth re recognizes that that's the case because they hear the click. Yeah. And basically, Zach slams his hand back on the, on, on the stomach, right? To try to put the pressure back on. And then Booth sets up a at this table, sort of like as an area that they can jump back to. Well, he, 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 a whole he says, plan. leave your hand there. They take the bag of poison off, hand it off to Brennan. Yeah. Booth goes over to the body with Zach and places his hand on top of Zach's. And he explains to Zach, this is a trigger bomb. Don't move your hand. Stay right here. So, so he stays there. Booth sets up the room, clears it out, tells everyone to leave. Sets up the table, like you said, flips it over as like a bomb, a blast, uh, what do you call Protector that? Protector or whatever? Blast. Protector. We'll go with it's... that. Blast barrier, blast Blast shield. barrier. Blast shield. Perfect. So Booth talk, walks them through this and says, okay, here's what's going to happen. We're going to go on three and we're going to jump really high and we're going to jump away from you know this explosion and zach's like i can't jump high i could jump high, I, you know i am not an athlete this is a high stress situation and i am just gonna yeah. say this right now zach did great <laughs> zach did great but i wrote booth is my hero in this moment like he <laughs> calmly tells zach like he's so good in these situations right like he's like super high stress situations like this booth can just be like okay here's what we have to do yeah and he's able to like delegate do this do that do this and he knows like how to take care of business you know it's very attractive that's from his army oh, it's from past. being in the friggin army of course yeah of course yeah because it's all high stress so three two one what boom. happens boom from the exterior, all we see 
as the viewer is fire erupting from the windows of the store and blowing out the glass. So I'm like, oh shit, this is not good. Then the next thing we hear before we pan over to spoiler booth and um, Zach were still alive, although they look not great, but <laughs> they're fine. They're not in the hospital or anything. They're but back of the Jeffersonian back of the Jeff back of the lab. So they pan the camera from this news report, basically to them a report that was put in place, it's fake. So they have put on the news that Zach and FBI agent Seely Booth, or Zach died, and that Seely mm-hmm. Booth remains in critical condition. Mm-hmm. The thinking here is that this will throw Epps off his game and make him think that, oh, okay, I got these two people. He's winning, yeah. I'm winning. Brennan's no longer protected because she doesn't have Booth. Right. So, unfortunately, poor Caroline. It didn't end well for her. Her body's in a million little pieces. Her whole, like I said, her whole life was tragic. Anyway, Zach says the doctor said his injuries were more from how rough Booth was when he pulled him <laughs> away from the bomb. And Brennan scolds booth and says she's like a mother hen right she's like did you have to be zach yeah she's like did you have to be so rough with him oh my god she's like so confounded and booth said booth sitting on the couch she's like i was being heroic and then zach goes i i was being heroic too and then brennan's sitting there like with her arm on him going yes zach you're a hero you were being heroic that's right <laughs> and just completely ignoring Booth. so cute like how she was treating him like a little baby like it was so funny and here's your gold star <laughs> and they were going back and forth about how heroic each of them were and i just thought it was really cute like this i will but and and I love Booth because he does this thing where he talks to himself where he's like, yeah, but I was being heroic. Like I was the hero. And he's like, it was really all me. It was me. But then I can't really be a hero if I'm telling you I'm a hero. So anyway, it's just like, it was really funny. It was awesome. This is a perfect example of what you were just talking about, that it's like a very serious moment, but also Mm -hmm. like, it's hilarious. Yeah. You have a little bit of comedy thrown in so good poor hodgins is sitting by himself in the lab looking at a computer talking to himself trying to figure out what the hell this powder is yeah he's going over it he's running some tests he's running through his system and hot and angela comes over and is like you okay (laughs) like are you talking to yourself right now and basically tells him like, yeah, are you, know you talking to the evidence <laughs> right, like what, what's going on <laughs> um she's saying that she's gonna like basically go off the grid after this case that she's gonna move into a doorman building get an unlisted number hire a full-time bodyguard the bodyguard's name will be knuckles by the way just in case you didn't know anyway hodgins tells her not to be paranoid unfortunately at that moment he gets the result that he's looking for that the poison is methyl bromide so he calls the hospital and hopefully fingers crossed cam's life is about to be saved we're back at brennan's office now all this is happening at night the methyl bromide the reason they had so much trouble figuring out what it was is that the methyl bromide was mixed with plaster dust 
So it was right. extremely hard to to isolate. So they, I think that Cam is going to be perfectly fine. Obviously, pretty scary, a pretty scary situation still. Yeah. But anyway, Zach wants to go home. He can't go home because, according to news reports, he's dead and he can't yeah. be seen. He's like, he tells Brennan, Booth tells Brennan to go home, get some sleep. And then uh, Zach's like, I want to go home too. <laughs> and Booth's like, no, you're dead, man. You you're dead. Go. You can't go. Not until this yeah. case is done. Whereas with Brennan, there's a whole surveillance team watching outside her home. Yes. I would want someone in the house with me as well. Yeah, like if feel I were free her. to like make a peanut butter sandwich and a cup of yeah. coffee. Like make yourself at home, friend. Make yourself at home. Sit on the couch. One Especially or two, if it's three that of you particular even. one that was anyway. He was very handsome. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I think that's a great idea. <laughs> You can just come and stay in my bedroom just while I come, sleep. Yeah. You know what? The bedroom just is lie the next best place to me. for it's you. Fine. It's just fine. Just lie next to me. It's okay. It's if, if it is a little warm in here, I totally understand if you need to take off some layers. <laughs> it's okay. Just take your shirt off. It's it's, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay. So, surprise surprise, she's going to go home. But but Zach cannot. Booth ends up um, at the hospital with Cam, yeah. and he keeps calling Cam Camille. Yes, and Cam is like, "Don't call me Camille." Yeah, she He's wakes like, up. Okay, like, don't call me right silly. away. Yeah. Oh yeah, like wakes up the second he enters the room. It's like she's like, "Oh, now is the time." Um, she feels like shit, and well, calls her. he asks her, "How you feeling, babe?" He calls her babe. How you feeling, babe? And she's like starts cracking jokes. She's like, <laughs> she says, like I got poisoned by a disembodied head full of plaster dust. <laughs> <laughs> and then he like completely ignores her joke and is like, plaster dust, shit, plaster dust. Yeah. And he runs out of the room. <laughs> yeah. Like, sorry, Cam, gotta go. Important things to do. Yes. Um. They they appear to secure her place. We're back at Brennan's apartment. Brennan gets escorted home by the agent we were talking about earlier that Sexy we wouldn't agent. mind taking his shirt off if he wanted to Agent hang number one. <laughs> <laughs> so then we got all these agents in. It's very like he says, okay, we're just going to be outside. We're watching the place. We have a sniper here. We have, like he's reassuring her that the place is being watched. Yeah. So then the next thing we hear is a shower running and some steam coming out of the bathroom and there's music playing. And our friend Howard Apps. Honestly, this gives me oh sorry. Heebie jeebies. He starts TV-jeebies. crawling through a hole in the wall from the next door apartment into Brennan's apartment. He's carrying a crowbar and he's approaching the bathroom where he thinks Brennan is showering. And she walks out of the bathroom carrying her huge gun pointing it <laughs> right at Epps and then in the meantime while that's all happening Booth has already slipped in through the front door and he's flanking Epps on the other side so like yeah talk about perfect timing they've got him cornered thank basically. god he yes. showed up yes also a crowbar really Howard that's what we're going with. Well, that's what he uses, doesn't he? 
Is that for That's all his of his murders? Weapon of choice, I thought. Okay. Well, sorry, Wayne was just moving. I was just looking. I was gonna say what's happening over there. I just looked okay. over to the side. I'm like, oh. Where's I Mark? Heard, I heard a bang. Yeah. I think Mark is in bed. We're all good. Like everything is fine. All right. As long as everything's good. All good. Can't see Peace. too bright. Can't see closer i see he oh he did hit his head on the fucking crib yeah jesus christ <laughs> he bonked it accidentally when he moved around Unbelievable. Um, okay. okay yeah this totally freaked me out um i'm probably never gonna shower again it's fine why Brittany? you don't you don't <laughs> like the idea of a person crawling through the wall and like surprising you and murdering you what's wrong oh with God, you definitely not if we were still in the condo i would definitely not be sleeping oh um, my god yeah that's terrifying also literally booth could not have gotten there at a more perfect time so they have him cornered like you said yeah and then he i think he realizes like shit i'm kind of in a bad situation here so he runs toward the balcony not a great idea okay can i just yes why is her patio door open obviously because that's the most secure way to keep your patio door (sighs) (laughs) brennan she thinks that big gun will save her yeah i don't know why her patio door is open but he's able to run out after they have an exchange obviously they have after there's there's a bit of an exchange we fit they figure out all their renovations to the apartment next door plaster dust got in the poison they're basically explaining to him like this is how we knew what was going on because epps is genuinely like how did you know my plan because he's he's not that smart everybody serial killers aren't that smart not that smart and they tell him they make sure to tell him like you're not that smart it turns out so we were able to figure out your plan and all all epps wants is a minute with brennan and this is like honestly the way that he asked for it is just it just gives me the heebie-jeebies oh it's so creepy so he doesn't want to go back to jail obviously so he thinks the best idea is to throw the crowbar at a lamp casting the room into darkness and then he dashes like he he runs for the the balcony and epps decides to jump off the balcony at which point booth grabs him by the arm and tells him you're not gonna get away we're gonna grab you everything is fine and epps really teases and toys with booth in this moment yeah and says like look who look who the killer is now booth because inevitably does not have him at a good angle he basically is holding on just barely by his hand and there's almost no chance as the viewer you can see there's almost no chance no matter how much booth is trying brennan's trying to reach over they're trying to do all these things there's just no way that they're going to be able to get this guy back out and inevitably epps does fall to his death which is insane also brennan could have run in and got like a bed sheet or something i think i think in my opinion howard epps wanted to die 
Like he didn't make any effort. He was like dead weight. He didn't make any effort to try to climb. Or he grab. was holding on to his hand though. He could not let that, go. Like he was holding on, but he wasn't really trying to grab his other arm. Like it didn't really seem like he was making much effort to actually like get up. Because he was saying like, grab the railing. You got to grab the railing. You got to do this. You got to do that. And he wasn't doing it. He's like, you're just going to drop me. Who cares? Right. Just get it over with. And he's like, really, he was teasing him. So, unfortunately, not that, like, unfortunately at this point, this is not good for Booth. This is not good for his mental health at all. He already talks about, so many times he talks about the people he's killed, the people he's killed with his sniper past. And now, inevitably, he blames himself for Epps' death. And it's very clear because they have this moment booth and brennan right where basically booth ends up storming out of the room saying because she was saying like i wish you'd let me shoot him and starts making excuses for him like your wrist isn't at full strength you were pulling you like you have injuries from the explosion and booth is like my wrist wasn't hurt at all and you don't wish that i had let you shoot him because then you'd feel the guilt that i'm feeling basically Listen, he didn't say any of that. He just, after the last five words, he didn't say, but otherwise he said everything else. Well, like he, after this happens, they get debriefed briefly by another dude, agent number one, our friend. (laughs) Um, And he says, hey man, maybe you need to go see a shrink because, you know, on the job death and all that, which I've never heard them mention before. This is the first no. time I'm hearing them mention this. This is a new thing, but it makes sense. I think in other shows I've seen well, that. Of that, course, like, yeah. There's an on duty death. 100%. But where is Brennan coming off with this? I wish I'd shot him. Like, where is she? Yeah. I was like, when did she become this like full on NRA member? Like, it's no. very strange to me. It is really weird. She's like, she's got a gun now and she's like, I can shoot people. I should, I should have shot him. Booth is so upset by this. Oh, like when he so stands upset. up and leaves, like he leaves without saying goodbye. Nothing. He's yeah. so upset by this attitude that she has about yeah very flippant attitude that i is new to me this is new it's new to me also it completely changes so between that which i'm assuming let's say that's friday night okay yeah between friday night and saturday morning which is the next scene yeah their attitudes toward each other completely change it's like they put everything in the next day though it's the next day i think really because Because they're i'm pretty sure cam from the hospital i think it's the next day cam gets released from the hospital today like i would think it would be further than that because she's at i know it's saturday morning cam just almost died yeah there's no way that she's being released the next next day day so maybe a few days have passed where she gave some I would time. Th- at least, at least. But Saturday morning, she knows that on Saturday morning, Booth always takes Parker to the Hillside Park where we had that initial. Yeah, this is new. We've never heard of this park before this episode. A, B, take him somewhere else. For fuck's yeah, sake, he goes every day. Maybe someone's safer. Take him to the zoo. <laughs> True, every I don't know. day. 
every not even day safer. he goes to the it's same park. Different. Take us somewhere else. He goes to the same park every day. <laughs> God, it's so boring. It would be a bit boring. But and also this scene is ridiculous to me. Oh. Booth forces Parker onto this merry-go-round. Oh, you're yes. Okay. Oh my god. He does like, not want to go up there like at all. He tells him with words, I don't want to get on. And he's like, up you go, here you go. Who cares? And then he he kisses him on the head and then just walks away. Walks away. I was like, <laughs> like your straps son him was onto this literally thing. almost kidnapped and you're walking away from oh him. Walks away and just like goes to sit down. And his rationale is that he's like trying to make it right for him. Like make this place, make him, n- let him know that this is a safe place for him. Uh-huh. Like for him to not to be so scared of it which i get the rationale but like no stay with your kid at least like stay Especially on the merry-go-round or something yeah um yeah so cam and booth broke up so that's the big news from this scene i don't know that they did though he i it sounded like he was going to break up with her i think he he talks about the relationship in the past you know what he said what oh. happened to Cam was because we were in a personal relationship. Yeah. Um, You're right. You're right. It was my, yeah, I, th- I think so. Because she was wondering why he wasn't with Cam at the hospital, basically. Right. Well, because he had his son and she doesn't give a fuck about his son. But he doesn't even realize that Perker exists, but that's fine. Booth needs some sleep. He looks like he needs to sleep oh my god yeah well she he says we had a personal relationship and Brennan's you're like, right what do you mean had you're so right. then he he realizes he basically concludes he's saying like we can't be in a relationship sure maybe things were okay but we're in high-risk situations constantly and being in a high-risk situation like that and then being able to put pressure on each other to sway like protocol or whatever just puts each other in danger and it's not like this isn't a that's not the right way to have a relationship so it's not safe for us to be in one which to be fair i'm listening she should have she had no problem telling zach and everyone else to fuck off even booth in the beginning like no no, there's protocol for a reason we're not doing this yeah it was like that last time which i don't know if them being in a personal personal relationship would have impacted that like i don't think it's being in a personal relationship i think because a kid was involved well like suddenly angela and zach aren't in a relationship with him and they were affected exactly exactly i think well, he was just looking for a way out he was looking for a way out i think out. so too which is sad that it would end like that but you know what also i, I have thoughts it's for the best because i just it's sad because it sounds like he broke up with her but she's the one who should have dumped him <laughs> like Brittany? he was such an ass Brittany, you literally took the words out of my mouth. I was, did I say this to you already? Yes. Maybe we I already talked about this. it. We talked Maybe about we this. talked about it. I was just like. She should have broken up with him episodes ago. Like, 
forever ago. This whole, first of all, he's so clearly, clearly, in my opinion, in love with Brennan. And yeah, not but he says, no- sorry, go on. <laughs> we're interrupting each other so no, it's much. It's okay. Like, it's so funny. Oh my God. It's because we're so excited. I know. This is a huge deal. Okay, listen. Lots happens this, in this episode. This season is crazy. Like, we've yeah. already had people, like, buried alive. We've had, uh, like, uh, revealed that Brennan's father's around. We've got this situation where, like, Cam almost friggin' died and Zach almost died. And then it was just like, holy shit. And then now Booth, Lots like, near I, death. Yeah. And I said to you, and I was texting you about how I don't like that he's the one in control here. He's the one deciding their fate in terms of their relationship, like him and Cam. When I just think that she should have dumped him because of the way he treated her. And I would have preferred it to be like, oh shit, like he's in love with Brendan. I can't do this anymore. Like I wanted her to have that power. Yeah but they're giving especially because him. it's becoming more and more and more obvious it's becoming he's in love with brennan and she's oblivious well it's becoming okay whether he's oh, in love okay, with her or sorry. not once we're done what? recording i have comments <laughs> about what oh spoiler comments yes. you mean yeah. oh, okay well we'll save that for later i'm just yes. saying I don't know when all this happens. I mean, we're like more than halfway through or almost halfway through this season and shit is going to happen. Like this season is crazy. And um, I don't know that he knows he's in love with her. He just knows he's not in love with Cam. Yes. I think that Uh. he is recognizing that he's in love with Brennan. Just the way that he compliments her and even the way that he compliments her in this episode telling her that she's beautiful and smart and like then he kind of catches himself there's a moment where like he's like so vulnerable with her and then he catches himself and is like oh yeah uh you know Mm. it's so i think he's recognizing that he's in love with her Mm -hmm. and i think we're gonna keep seeing that and it's gonna be i've been in situations like this too that's funny because i was thinking with this guy since i've been with greg even and i know that's shocking to a lot of people that some people out there like might find me still attractive after all these years but not surprising at all but carry on i was talking about i mean he and i were good friends and we were talking about our relationships and stuff like that and it was perfectly fine like we have a good friendship and all that but then I was, it was something about being with Greg and how, like, if I was alone, like, I I was trying to determine whether or not I had anything to offer anyone in a relationship, right? Like, it was just one of those moments where I'm like, what do I have to offer, right? And he was like, this guy, and I was, and I had to change the way I talked to him after we had this conversation, because he's, I was like, oh, I should cool it, you know? Yeah. Because he was like really effusive about how much I had to offer. Like he was really saying and you're how like, oh much I had to offer. And I was like, it wasn't just like obviously my incredible blinding beauty. It was also Wait, uh, number one. other things like maybe kind of sometimes I'm smart and sometimes I'm like make people laugh or whatever, you know? Anyway. 
it is an interesting thing to notice but i noticed that and brennan's not noticing this brennan is not she does a little bit she she has noticed it in this scene and in this episode in particular she smiles like she's not the first time though no because he said it uh even aliens in a spaceship yeah he said to her Oh, it was when he defended her when that agent said, oh, what's the point of using, you know, why do you need these bodies or blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, you'd be surprised. You know, Dr. Brennan is very basically saying she's really good at her job. Yeah. She looked at him like, oh, like Boos complimenting me. Like, oh, thanks. That's great. You know? So I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if he knows. I honestly don't think he knows he's in love with her. I, I think he does. I don't think that she is clued in i don't think she's clued into it at all okay and okay. i don't I'll know go, if she feels the same way i'll go with you on this i'll say yes Brittany. i agree with you he's in love with her fine Ooh, okay because there is a moment in the end of this at the end of the show i'll just say because they're having this discussion about how he can't date anyone he works with because he gets he's in high risk situations too much and it puts them in jeopardy and i know what he's saying i appreciate that it's like yeah you know anybody who would be in this situation yes obviously if you're an agent of some kind people are going to target your family whatever so his the way he's conveying this he seems upset not because he had to break up with cam but because he's saying that he can never date brennan yes like they're having that conversation like i can't we can't be together yeah you and he's upset about it he's depressed about it that's he looks depressed like he's depressed about it for sure and he talks about how he doesn't know how he's going to make things right and how he just kind of keeps repeating that i just don't know how i don't know how i'm going to make things right i don't know how yes he so seems like, very defeated david did a great job i just want to oh, yeah. say this. honestly all of the actors who who was your standout character two things the makeup artist who did the cuts on his face at this oh so great and i was like Zach's. wow good job like i was really impressed with the makeup artist i think parker is a dumb kid i don't like this kid i think (laughs) this kid needs to hurry up and get more mature because i can't stand like there's a certain age of child on a tv show i just can't i can't they're stupid daddy daddy (laughs) ice cream like i just can't i can't and king of the lab is zach 1000 percent. he was Nailed the it. king of this episode because the way he he was so good from the get you look short you're short in this picture yeah. he says to hodgins and then he's like he's giving it back he's giving it back and then the, the scene with cam where she collapses and she's having the seizure yeah and he puts his mask on he hits the button he gets on the phone he says get over here we need emergency yeah. vehicles and then the thing with the bomb and like the thing with the the, the bomb i thought was so cool like he's he said like i know like booth is like i know you're scared and he's like i'm not scared i just need you to tell me what to do i was like yeah whoa very practical okay. very yeah. practical i would be the same i'm with zach i i don't need to, i don't have time to be scared yeah. we have to figure out how to get the hell out of the situation yeah. it's similar I think and i, I keep, would be the same too i keep bringing up aliens in a spaceship because of the problem solving that they did in that show like 
Oh, yeah. so much science problem solving. I just love it. That was so, so cool. So that much. Was but episode. definitely Zach was my MVP of the whole. We should episode. do this every single episode. We should King of the Lab. King of the Lab. <laughs> <laughs> and it can be anybody. It doesn't have yes. to be one of the lab Male people. or female. Just call them King of the Lab. King of the Lab. I'm with you. In terms <sighs> of acting, hmm. Angela took the show for me. Oh, she did great. I she really like her character. So good. She did really, so really, good. really well. She's well, awesome. I like I like that she was not like goofy the whole time. Like she yeah. was like freaking out. And then she was angry. And then she was like really upset about the whole cam situation. It was just like, wow. And then and she, she was like, job. I love me some Hodgins. Yeah. <laughs> hey, somebody has to, right? I mean, yeah, I guess so. Okay. I, I like, I love this episode. It's so good. This episode, yeah. So well, you thought it was a good episode. You enjoyed it. My favorite one so far this season, I think. <laughs> you say that with every episode. Except, except for, for the, the last, last one. one. Last one, I was like, oh, this episode is the worst. <laughs> anyway, are we done talking about this show yet? Oh, I've seen, yeah, I've seen him before. I think so. I think we're done this episode. All right. Well, King of the Lab was Zach for me. Best Actress Award goes to... Angela, Michaela. I think. Yes, Michaela. And I'm very curious to see what happens next with this whole Booth Brennan situation. It seems to be shifting. Oh I'm yeah. Going to, I'm going to follow your lead because, like I said before, the way that Booth was acting, he was very sad. Yeah. About this realization he had about not being able to date anybody like he feels i think that he feels very alone and have you watched the next episode no text me when you watch it okay okay there's like no subtlety whatsoever okay oh all right all right sorry i know you can probably cut this out but like holy shit no more (laughs) no more that's it i'm gonna make britney zip it i'm gonna say thank you to everybody for listening to this episode of Windcast. Windcast. See, that wasn't as good as usual. <laughs> it's because it's Friday. We're crazy. It's Friday. We're crazy and we're tired. All right. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to Squintcast with me, Kelly Booth, and my and your new friend, Brittany Elsner. The Bones theme is performed by The Crystal Method. They can be found on Instagram and YouTube at The Crystal Method and at thecrystalmethod.com. Intro and outro music is by Twisterium at Pixabay. Cover art was done by Irena Dolence-Stagen. You can find us on Instagram and TikTok at Squintcast. Email us at squintcastpodcast at gmail.com. You can find me at fab underscore empire underscore on Instagram and TikTok. Brittany is at Brittany81523 on Instagram. See you next time. Hodgins!